Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Welcome to Student Success Beyond Expectations. Today, we have with us Donna Kay. She's a board-certified holistic health and nutrition practitioner. She works with children who have ADHD in a way that I believe that everyone really needs to pay attention to. We hear it on the radio. We hear about probiotics and the gut and how important it is and eat your vegetables. But Donna here is going to really break it down for us, why it's important, what we can do when it's regarding a child's diet, and also for those who need a little bit more help, a little bit more digging, so that way they can learn to focus and believe in themselves. She's also going to talk to you about some hidden stressors that are stuck in the gut. So welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Donna, I know that you shared with me about your son and your experience with him having um, ADHD and your journey that brought you here today. Can you talk to our parents and, and even the educators who are listening right now about your experience? Yeah, definitely. And um, this is really what got me into doing what I'm doing. Um, Believe it or not, I was actually in the accounting industry before I started doing what I'm doing. Um, Don't I I try not to tell too many people that one, but um, it shows how passionate and what a life changing it is when you have a child that you love, you needed to find another way. And you did. And just like our listeners here, they can take your information and say, you know what, what Donna said today makes sense. And let me do what she did. Let me apply something new because it could be life-changing for my child too. So please do share. Yeah. So he was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of four. And uh, I remember feeling relief. Uh, I wasn't a bad mom. I wasn't, it wasn't my fault. I, I, I didn't cause this, you know, we had a diagnosis and the doctor handed us a prescription medication and said, this is what you need to do. And I was excited. You know, I went off to the drugstore and I filled that prescription medication and I gave my son a, um, a stimulant medication and at first things were really good Uh, I remember him playing nicely with his little brother and there seems to be a bit of peace and calm in our house but that really didn't last long Um, he started to become uh, very anxious he wasn't able to sleep he wouldn't eat uh, and the medication actually wore off pretty quickly so the doctor prescribed us another medication for the afternoon then, you know, in the afternoon, he started to have these massive, massive meltdowns. It was like he was coming off that medication. And so the doctor prescribed us another medication to help with that. So by the time my son was on three medications, you know, I was starting to think to myself, hmm, this, this doesn't seem okay. Uh, but when the doctor handed us another medication to treat new symptoms that arise 
I sort of said to myself, and by the time this happened, he was only five years old. I sort of said to myself, something had to give, something had to change. Uh, This didn't seem okay. It wasn't, it wasn't right. He was five years old. And so uh, that's when uh, I uh, thought to myself, I've got to do something different. And I, I went back to school. I started to learn how food can have such a dramatic impact on the body. Uh, I went and did my holistic health degree. I did multiple specific certifications in this particular area in nutrition, in kids with ADHD and autism. And I began to learn how symptoms can be reduced naturally and today my son he's in middle school uh he hasn't been on meds for years and he's thriving he's a he's a straight a student but he did get one b this semester he's really (laughs) unhappy about um but but most importantly he's he's happy and my my family is happy and and we now have that that peace and that calm in our house and it was a really, really lonely place to be in. And I know probably there are many listeners out there today that are listening, thinking, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Uh, I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, once I learned about the importance of food on behavior, and once I saw the changes food and other natural strategies had on my own family, I couldn't keep this information to myself. I didn't want anyone else to have to go through the struggles that my family went through. And over the years, I've worked with close to a thousand of other families and really helped them get to the same place as me so much quicker. Donna, what kind of changes did your son have to make for him to live a happy life without medication? Yeah, look, um, one of the biggest changes that we had to make was in his diet. Uh, There are, you know, the body, when you're having these symptoms, the body's in a state of inflammation. When a child has a meltdown, it's the body telling you, telling mom, mom, there's something wrong with me. This is not normal to have a meltdown for an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's the body in a state of inflammation. And so what we really tried to do at first was reduce that inflammation. Uh, Because when you reduce the inflammation in the body, it reduces the inflammation in the brain, um, which allows them uh, to, to, to thrive. And so the big thing the biggest changes we made to start with was to remove the top three inflammatory foods uh, which are gluten dairy and soy uh, because these three foods are the culprits that are driving inflammation in the body and but also these highly inflammatory substances can lead to an immune response in the body and something called leaky gut uh, i also recommend families and we did this for my son as well uh, we avoid avoided artificial flavors and colors and and excess sugar. Now kids with ADHD are more likely to have a compromised immune system. So the, the effects of these substances tend to have a great effect on the body as well. So those were the biggest changes we made to start. Uh, And really, honestly, within two weeks, two weeks weeks with my son, he was a different child child. For some kids, it's, it takes longer. Uh, they may have such a strong inflammatory response to say gluten and their body needs to go through a detox process. Uh, and so it can take three to six months, but I, I was one of the lucky ones. And, and two weeks later, my son was a different child. That's, that's really hopeful for people to hear that. So if there's a parent out there now listening 
and they're like, oh, I know my child has way too much sugar, or mm-hmm. I know that all they eat is the pasta. What am I supposed to do? What's one of the first steps that they could take? Yeah, look, that's a really good question. And I always say to families, Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't need to make these changes in a day uh, and you can really just take one step at a time. And so I don't say go straight from uh, normal pasta to gluten-free pasta because your kids are going to be like, hold on, that's not what I like. I'm used to the other pasta. I actually suggest that maybe take three quarters of the normal pasta and mix it with one quarter of the gluten-free pasta. And you know what? Your kids probably won't even notice. And when their taste buds are used to that, then you can do 50% gluten-free, 50% Uh, normal pasta and so you're actually allowing the taste buds to change slowly and it's the same with milk moving from dairy milk to non-dairy milk start with three quarters dairy milk and a quarter non-dairy milk and slowly change it from there you're not going to get a kid to drink a chocolate milkshake uh, one day and then a superfoods green smoothie uh, with non-dairy milk another day you've got to you've got to take small slow steps to get there so start slowly uh, get them on the journey with you, get their involvement, get them to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, we actually have a program for the kids as well. So, you know, when we're working with families, they go through uh, a program and to help them make those changes in a, in a step-by-step approach. Uh, but we also have a program for the kids to go through as well. And so they're learning on their level why this is important. They're seeing other kids in the videos that are just like them making these changes as well. And it's really helpful. So those are the three components. We have the gluten, the dairy, and the soy. You know, it's funny because my son is dairy free because Mm. he has a rare disease called EOE where there's the white blood cells and they grow on onto the esophagus and his esophagus when he's eating can actually close and food can get stuck. It's really scary. It's very scary. And he decided instead of going on a steroid to do the dairy free. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's very, very disciplined. It's wonderful. Um, But for myself, then I stopped buying milk. Mm hmm. And we have non-dairy milk. So he has oat milk. I have almond milk, which I have to stay, keep that away from him because he's allergic to nuts. But what my point is, is that I can't even put regular milk in my coffee anymore. Yes. Or I used to love it. I used to love heavy cream even. Can't do it. So, so the taste buds actually changed. I found that fascinating that you had said yeah. that. And they do, and they do, and and you know they the taste buds open up and they adjust. And what is your new normal now? You know it, it might feel hard at first, but that's going to become your new normal. And then you're gonna the thought of going back is like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even go back to that. I'm the same. You know we're fully gluten dairy free here in our house, and I could not even stomach putting any milk in my coffee. Um, and you know, your, your body adjusts, your body knows what it wants. It knows the healthy food and it actually craves it after a while. And then talk to us about soy because soy seems to sneak into some products. Soy is a really interesting one. And it, it's, you know, families that are going through my program, they, they, uh, they think soy is going to be the easy one. Like, no, oh, I don't eat tofu. Oh, I don't eat a lot of soy sauce. But honestly, soy is in so many 
packaged foods Uh, and the reason that we don't like it and the reason it causes inflammation it is one of the uh, the largest crops in the USA that is genetically modified and so um, it's 95% of soy is genetically modified and genetically modified food you know again is sprayed a lot with glyphosate um, and you know genetically modification is is a story for another day but um, it's it, it creates inflammation in the body and so really genetically modification is they can make it quick they can make it cheap and so they put it as fillers in packaged good and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to reduce inflammation we're trying to feed the body with good stuff not packaged food uh, and soy is hidden in many of those so not only that it does also mimic estrogen production and so uh, as women in particular you can have something called estrogen dominance if your body is overloaded with this estrogen and soy contributes to that Uh, and especially as kids when they're younger they're going through so many hormonal changes it's not good to have loads of soy because it's going to put that chaos into their body that is incredibly interesting incredibly interesting we can probably just talk about that alone for another podcast (laughs) we can (laughs) (laughs) and to support that as well donna i remember um my son used to have like a bar he's always late in the morning he runs out so we would have some kind of bar few that he can have with all of his allergies and we had a meeting with his nutritionist and she asked well what are you eating every day so even to the listeners now Think about what is your child, write it down. What is your child eating every day? I think that's important to really know. We try and remember as much as we can. Mm-hmm. We do sometimes a good job, but unless we're really specifically writing it down and talking about it, I think sometimes we miss some things, right? Oh, so- totally. And and I will say, you know, going gluten, dairy and soy free is not necessarily healthy. Uh, you don't want to replace packaged goods with packaged goods. That's not going to get you to where you need to go. It's really important to focus on what to eat as well. So, you know, we're not just focusing on what to take out of the diet. It's also what we put back into the diet. So my biggest tips are focus on whole nutritious food, you know, fresh fruits and veggies, grass fed animal proteins such as meat, poultry, seafood, eggs, but also plenty of healthy fats, uh, avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil, uh, and really, you know, nourishing the body uh, as well as taking out those inflammatory foods. So focus on whole food as much as possible. And I know families are busy. You know, you need to have packaged goods. I'm not one of those people that says you can only eat whole foods. It's not realistic when you've got a busy family with kids that, you know, you're, you're rushing them here, there and everywhere and also working. Uh, it's, there are better alternatives. And I always obviously provide that for families that I work with for the healthier alternatives, not just buying the packaged foods that, that have a lot of these chemicals as well in it. And when they're using these whole foods, do you recommend that um, parents maybe freeze, make a lot and then freeze and then? 1000%. And look, that's one of the challenges is time. How do we make the time to do this? Meal plan, meal plan, meal plan. And I'll just say it again, if you didn't hear, meal (laughs) plan. And, you know, things like, I'll just give a couple of tips for the listeners. Uh, My favorite is smoothies are fantastic for kids. You can get so much goodness inside a smoothie, but you can make smoothie bags on a Sunday. You can literally line up bags and you can put the fruit in the bags. You can put 
you know, a teaspoon of superfoods in there. You can put collagen powder in there to get the really good protein. Uh, and you can put everything you want in there pop it in the freezer and even your kids can get it out of the freezer to pop it in the blender and just add liquid. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Another thing that's great for planning ahead is overnight oats. You can just Google overnight oats. There are so many recipes out there. It takes five minutes to make a whole week's worth and you put them in the little ball jars and pop them in the fridge. Breakfast is ready. And again, you can load it with superfoods. You can load it with protein. You can load it with goodness that's going to nourish that body and nourish the brain before they go off to school those are really great tips thank you for sharing those those and they're easy they're, they're easy yes and like you said meal plan yes Be prepared i will i'll let you in on a little secret i um uh, don't like cooking i am not one to be in the kitchen very often and you know when i first started going through this with with my son my family were just like are you serious? Like there is no way you're going to do this because I was always the one that would pick up a, a rotisserie chicken from the supermarket and take it over to a family dinner. And that was my contribution to the dinner. And so they were all found it quite amusing, but I proved them wrong. And now I'm in this career, which is even more funny. <laughs> And you're really reaching out to a lot of people. You have a book. Tell us about your book. Yeah, really, really excited about that. It's called uh, Thriving with ADHD. It's a guide to naturally reducing ADHD symptoms in your child. But I think the biggest thing about it, it's not like any other book out there. Uh, it really provides a practical approach, but also it's written by someone who totally gets it, who's yeah. been in there, who's been in those trenches and fully understands what it is like to have a child with ADHD. You know, this was the book that I wanted uh, all those years ago that I needed to, you know, to support my son with ADHD naturally, but I could never find it. And I was constantly Googling for something, anything that that might actually help us get some relief from his challenging behaviors. And when I was looking for that book years ago, I really struck out and there was just no book out there. And so uh, there's a novelist, Tony Morrison. Uh, he actually said, if you, if you find a book you really want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. <laughs> and so that's what I did. Um, and I, I still can hardly believe it. It's actually an international bestseller in, in children's health, uh, which is amazing thank you thank you and thank you and yeah as I said it, it's different from other books out there because not only am I a practitioner but I'm a mom who also gets it so where can people get your book yeah, on Amazon, uh, you can just search for Thriving with ADHD or you can go onto my website, ADHDthriveinstitute.com and there is a link at the top that says book. <laughs> so it's pretty easy. And we'll make sure that we'll put the link on it on this uh, episode as well. Thank Absolutely. You. Your wealth of knowledge and inspiration too, because it's important that, you know, you, you know where you're getting your information from, just like mm -hmm. it's important that you know where you're getting your food from. <laughs> A thousand percent. That's for sure. <laughs> Are there certain places where you shop where you recommend people to shop? Yeah, look, uh, in, in our program, we actually create shopping lists for all the main places. You can buy good food at Walmart. You can buy good food at Target. And so, uh, you know, they are some great places, but Whole Foods, we, we buy a lot of food from. There's an online store called Thrive Market, and it's kind of like the Costco for Whole Foods. And... Um, 
uh, or, or more healthier foods. And so it's like a membership and you buy a membership and you get um, these, these, you know, better for you foods uh, for much cheaper than you can buy at your local store. And so that's really one of my biggest go-tos is, is Thrive Market for all like my pantry items, all the snacks and things like that. Also, also house supplies. They do some really good non-toxic cleaning products and things like that. So that is my best tip. Like you have to get a membership to Thrive Market. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. That's all right. So if the diet changes yes. don't seem to really be helping as much as we would have we would have hoped what's the next step what do we do yeah look and it doesn't stop there uh i mentioned to you earlier before we we jumped on that uh about 50% of the kids that I work with, we change the diet and we don't need to go any further. But there are the other 50% that have some underlying challenges that we really need to dive deep into. And where we start is the gut. It all begins in the gut. 80% of the body's entire immune system is within the gut wall, along with billions of nerve cells and an extensive amount of beneficial bacteria. So all of our children's health is quite literally connected to everything that occurs in the gut. And I've got so many families that come to work with me. When we dive into sort of their health history and see what's been going on in the past, a lot of the time they say, oh no, they've been pretty healthy. They haven't really had much sickness. We're, we're pretty fit and healthy. But when I sort of press forward and I ask them whether their child has suffered from diarrhea or constipation, they, you know, a light bulb goes off in their mind. They're like, well, yeah, actually they have. And they're surprised to learn that constipation is not healthy. Uh, it's not normal. Uh, it might be very common and a lot of doctors out there are prescribing Miralax, which is again, a story for another day. It's extremely toxic. I actually did a, a live uh, Facebook live on this today <laughs> before I jumped on here on Miralax. Uh, I've got a free Facebook group. Um, there's about 20,000 families in there uh, that where I, I share just free information. Uh, and um, uh, what constipation is, it, it may be common, but it's definitely not normal, but it's a byproduct of an unhealthy gut. So uh, we really focus on the gut, not only, uh, I think I want to tie gut to uh, brain health because ADHD, as most people think, is something going on in the brain. Um, now, uh, the gut-brain connection is huge. And what that means is, in essence, our brains are deeply connected to our guts. And if our guts aren't functioning well, our brains won't able to function well either. 90 to 95% of the body's serotonin and 50% of the body's dopamine is produced in, this, in, the, in the gut. And these neurotransmitters are the ones that help us manage emotions, they balance our mood, they help our, our cognitive function and emotional dysregulation is a real common symptom of ADHD. Uh, but many, many parents don't realize that this emotional dysregulation actually starts in the gut where serotonin and dopamine are made. The problem then is not the emotions themselves, but the fact that the correct amount of these vital neurotransmitters are not being made in the first place. So by working to improve the gut, parents, teachers, whoever uh, of children with ADHD find that the emotional dysregulation problems solve themselves. 
Now, that's just the start of it, okay? Uh, the brain has many areas involved in gut function, one of which is the frontal lobe, okay? And if anyone knows anything about ADHD, you will yep. know that the frontal lobe is compromised with ADHD. Yes. Now, the, the, the brain talks to the gut via two-way chemical messengers and nerve branches. And the main connection is to that frontal lobe. And the frontal lobe is involved in things like attention and focus and executive function and planning and organizing and problem solving, which sounds like are symptoms of ADHD. So, uh, um, you know, children with ADHD often struggle with all of those tasks uh, because of the frontal lobe um, is in the brain. As I said, many people believe that the brain is what needs care when in reality, it's also the gut that's causing the problem. It's kind of like this highway. Have you ever felt uh, butterflies in your stomach because sure. you were nervous about something? Yeah, maybe it was like a first date. God, I can't remember back to, to my first date. <laughs> that was many, many years ago. Or a test or, or, or a conflict that's been going on. These are perfect examples of the gut-brain connection. Our bodies perceive whatever we're nervous about as a stressful situation and then our brains trigger raw emotions in the gut resulting in nausea or feelings of butterflies in the stomach and that's the brain talking to the gut but the reverse is also true our gut talks to the brain as well and when the digestive system and specifically the intestinal tract has higher level of bad bacteria than good it's called gut dysbiosis and this gut dysbiosis creates inflammation that travels through the vagus nerve to the brain. And once this reaches the brain, it creates symptoms like brain fog, you know, AKA inability to focus, confusion, poor memory, dizziness, and a whole host of neurobehavioral disorders like ADHD, anxiety, and depression. So that's the gut brain connection. And so if diet has worked, but you know, there's something deeper going on, we look at the gut to start. You sound like a great place to start with. Absolutely, really, and so helpful. Do you recommend that uh, any probiotics? Well, yeah, yeah. Look, um, uh, probiotics is probably one of the the, the biggest thing that I uh, that I recommend in in supplements. Um, one thing to keep in mind: supplements is very individual for each child. Meaning, you know, the child is a bio individual. Meaning, every child is unique. What works well for one child might show little effect or uh for another child so there are there are really four supplements that i recommend that most people should be on one of them is a good quality uh probiotic uh but they're not all created equal so mm -hmm. it's really important to make sure that you find a good quality one and honestly the ones that you can find at walmart and target are probably not good quality you really want to get one that it has no fillers no gluten no dairy no soy uh, no artificial stuff it's all good quality um probiotics the second supplement is a good quality fish oil for omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids uh there are a lot of studies out there that su suggest fish oil can support memory and hyperactivity and clear thinking uh, and behavioral disorders, organizational skills. So there's a lot of studies out there. Um, the, other, the other supplement that I recommend a lot is magnesium because it really helps uh, make a difference in anxiety or depression. 
and aids in sleep and also helps with uh, hyperactivity. Uh, magnesium is needed for over 300 biochemical processes in the body. And so you can understand that if you're deficient, that a lot of symptoms would come from it. And most people are deficient in magnesium. And then the last supplement of those top four, there are plenty more, but the top four is vitamin D uh, because it works wonders to support children with ADHD, anxiety, um, especially when taken in conjunction with omega-3 fatty acids. The best way to get it though is get outside in the summertime. <laughs> it comes from sunlight. Uh, so, but it's obviously not always uh, possible. Uh, I live in Seattle. And so I can tell you, oh goodness, my <laughs> kids, my kids are on vitamin D supplement all year round. Yes. Currently it's gray and cloudy outside. It's about 58 degrees, middle of summer. So yes. Um, but I will say one thing. If you are still pounding the body with inflammatory foods, no supplement, no pill, nothing is going to work to the way that it needs to work because your body is in a state of inflammation. I don't want families to waste money on random supplements if they haven't fixed diet at the same time because they're going to waste their money. I could put both boys, my both my both sons through college with the amount of money that I spent on random supplements. And so I really just don't want that for listeners. Donna, this has been an absolute education. I really hope that it has opened the eyes to our listeners. Do you have any last words or anything else that you want to say, advice, information? Yeah, look, um, there's a couple of things. If you're struggling, you're not alone. Um, it can be really lonely and really isolating with a child with ADHD. But I want you to know that there is hope there are other options out there. Medication is not the only way. Uh, I'm not totally against medication. There's a time and place for it, but there are options. And even if you are on medication, diet should be the foundation of everything. And so, uh, you know, look me up, look up whoever you, you want to do some research, educate yourself that Medication doesn't have to be the only way and there are options out there that can help. But remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't need to make all of these changes in a day either. Um, it's, it's not a race. It's a marathon and it's okay to take your time. It's okay to take it at the pace that's doable for you and your family. Thank you. And what is what is your podcast? The name of your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is called The Soaring Child. Uh, you know, every child deserves to soar, uh, and it really focuses on ADHD and natural solutions for ADHD uh, more than you know medication. And we 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 have a lot of guests on there that can help educate families. Uh, as I said, you can find out more information about me at um, the so ADHDthriveinstitute.com. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at ADHDthriveinstitute.com. I'm even on TikTok. I don't want to be, but I am. <laughs> me too. It's all new. I, same with me. Uh, Di, you've been absolutely wonderful. I recommend our listeners to, to reach out to you, connect with you, learn from you. Thank you very much, everybody listening. Remember to like and share this episode. Be on the bandwagon to help others as we all try and help all of you, okay? Make it a great day, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teacherspayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout out on social media.